Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Manic State of Mind, a podcast where I discuss my journey with bipolar disorder, mental health tips, and more. This podcast is for anyone who's interested in learning about the ups and downs of bipolar disorder and ways to cope with mental illness. So welcome back, you guys. Today's episode is going to be some basic bipolar disorder survival tips and basically things I wish I knew when I was diagnosed. So I just want to jump into this because if you're dealing with a new diagnosis, whether it be from bipolar disorder or any other kind of mental illness, these tips can be helpful for you along your journey. And whenever I was diagnosed, I didn't have much guidance. I was receiving therapy. I was receiving, you know, help from psychiatrists with medication. My family was very supportive, but there are some things you just learn with experience. And these are the things that I wanted to share with you guys today because I wish I knew them at the beginning of my journey. So sometimes when you have bipolar one, you need to take medication. And nobody really tells you how difficult this can be. Even if you struggle with depression, I'm sure you can understand the feeling of frustration that you have to take a pill every day in order for your brain to function in a normal way. This can be something that's really hard to cope with because you kind of feel, at least I kind of felt like I wasn't good enough without medication and that because I needed medication that I was bad as a person or there was something horribly wrong with me and I was kind of ashamed and guilty for that. But some people, we just need to take medication and that's just the facts. And so it can be really hard at first to be consistent with your pills, take them every day, And the medication journey really is a journey because you're not going to find the right medication on the first try. I mean, if you do, more power to you, you go. But my medication journey has lasted the whole time I've had bipolar disorder. And until I was like 21, you know, late into my 21st year, I finally found a great combination of meds that work really well and help me feel stable. But it was a long road to get to that point. And just taking the medication is something that I've struggled with the whole time. It can be kind of depressing to learn that you're stuck with this lifelong condition and there's really no cure and you're required to take these medications. And medications are such a crazy journey because sometimes they don't work. I've been on lots of different medications. I've been on anticonvulsants, antipsychotics, mood stabilizers, antidepressants, and some of them have made me feel like a zombie. Um, especially the anticonvulsants, when I was on those, all I wanted to do was sleep all day. I had a headache continuously. I had no energy. It was really hard for me to deal with. And so right now I'm on a mood stabilizer and an antipsychotic and a antidepressant and it works really well for me this combination is really good but you know there's no one size fits all for medication and it's going to take a, a few tries until you find what works for you so i encourage you to just take it as it comes be open with your psychiatrist don't lie to them about how the medication makes you feel i know when i was beginning my journey i would often just want to get it over with and I would say oh yeah this makes me feel fine I don't care whatever I just wanted to be done with it 
and I wasn't honest about how the medication was really making me feel. And then I was stuck with a medication that wasn't working for me. And so it's important to be honest, to speak about the symptoms you're experiencing. And if they're too much for you, you can always change your medication. So don't feel like you're locked in with a medication that's not working. Make sure you come back and you try again and you, you know, rework the combination or the just the medication that you're taking because it can be really amazing when you find the right combo or the right pill that works for you. Um, Another thing I wanted to share with you guys is the importance of journaling. So, and, and I know not everybody's a writer, not everybody wants to, you know, keep a diary and write about their experiences, but specifically with bipolar disorder, I find that it's been really helpful, or I've found that it's been really helpful for me to keep a journal. And it kind of tracks my moods and it tracks, you know, how I feel. If you're not into journaling, there are a lot of apps that, are, that you can use as mood trackers for bipolar, depression, whatever you're going through. And you can track your moods on your phone. And that's like a really easy way to look. And you can see like the cycle of your bipolar disorder, which is pretty cool. I've used those before, but to me, journaling is just more effective. And I find that journaling can be a little more effective than using these apps because not only are you tracking your moods, but you're also giving yourself an outlet. You're allowing yourself to feel your feelings, express yourself, and let go and release some of the negativity that you're experiencing day to day. So this can be helpful whether or not you have bipolar disorder. I think it's important for all of us to take time and do some introspection you know, grow and experience some self-awareness along our mental health journeys. And journaling can be really helpful. Even if you're not writing in a physical diary, you can just keep, you know, your notes app on your phone and just kind of keep track of what you're going through. I use that a lot. Like I kind of keep track of my dreams and I write about them on my notes app every morning when I wake up. And sometimes if I'm feeling lazy and I don't really want to get out the pen and the diary, you know, I will type out my feelings on my phone or on Google Docs, like, I think it can be really helpful just to give yourself that outlet. And, you know, with writing, I've found that I can't rely on inspiration. I can't just wait for the inspiration to write to come my way because inspiration is not, it's not steady. It's very sporadic and it's kind of unreliable. Like you can't sit there and wait for it to happen. You kind of have to just make this a part of your habitual routine And it can be really helpful. I've kept a journal since I was probably 11 years old. And it's it's always been just how I feel that day, what I'm experiencing with my feelings. I'm a very emotional person. And so it helps me when I journal to cope with my feelings, to figure out exactly why I'm feeling what I'm feeling, how my energy is. And then whenever I look back on all my journal entries, I can see, oh, so I was a little more depressed this month, and this month I was a little more hypomanic. And it helps me kind of track the roller coaster of bipolar disorder. And it can be really helpful. So another thing I wanted to share is that it is important to be vulnerable with yourself. And I just I've just been learning about this whole self-vulnerability within my therapy. And it, is, it has been really helpful. I think sometimes we expect so much of ourselves. I know I, for one, am a big perfectionist. 
I've always been very hard on myself. And so whenever I am less than perfect, I beat myself up. And perfection is such an unrealistic standard to set for yourself because you're never going to reach that goal because as humans, we're just not perfect. And that's okay because our imperfections are what make us human and are what make our experience in life more valuable. So I think it's important not only to be vulnerable with others, but to look within yourself and be vulnerable and be compassionate because Sometimes you're just not going to feel 100%. You're not going to feel happy all the time. This can be applicable even if you have depression, you know? There's always going to be a hard day. Some days you're not going to want to get out of bed, and that's okay. It's important to be kind to yourself and to allow yourself room for error. And I don't even like the word error or failure or mistakes because I think everything can be a learning experience. So everything you go through can be beneficial even if it doesn't feel that way in the moment and so vulnerability is really important especially with yourself because if you're vulnerable with yourself if you're open with yourself and you say you know what I'm just not feeling up for it today and I'm gonna just chill I'm gonna have a slow day if you can you know and I'm gonna relax and take care of myself today because that's what I need and when you're vulnerable you can get in touch with your needs and what will make you feel better in the moment. And this can be really, really helpful. So on to the topic of keeping a schedule. I think when you are struggling with mental health issues, regardless of whether or not it's bipolar disorder, routines, schedules, habits really matter and make a difference. This has been a very hard lesson for me to learn. I don't know what it is about me, but it's hard for me to maintain a consistent schedule. I think when I struggle, after I've been struggling with all this mental illness for a long time, it can be really discouraging. And some days I just don't feel like getting out of bed. I just want to lay and sleep in and I don't want to exercise. I don't want to eat right. I just want to do whatever will make me feel good in the moment. But I've come to realize that sometimes you have to get up, you have to go for that walk, you have to drink your water. And those habits, those consistent routines are really what's going to save you. I kind of learned this early on in my depression. It didn't really stick, but I kind of realized that I am much more successful when I'm sticking to a consistent schedule. This is especially important when you have a mental health struggle because the consistency is kind of what keeps you in a good place. And so when you're depressed, if you have a set schedule that you can stick to, it kind of gives you a little bit of purpose that day. I hope that makes sense. I know when you're going through all these horrible things like dissociation or anxiety, panic attacks, depression, bipolar, it can be really discouraging. It can make you feel like all you want to do is sleep all day and just kind of give up and wait for something else to happen or for you to feel differently. But I guarantee that is not the solution. And sometimes, unfortunately you need to do the opposite of how you feel. This is something that I've talked a lot about with my therapist. It's like opposite reaction and it causes like a better, you know, outcome. So whenever you feel like laying in bed, the thing you need to do is get up. Whenever you feel like 
eating junk food, the thing you need to do is eat healthfully or drink a big glass of water. And this can be very difficult. For me, this is one of the most difficult things I've had to deal with. Not the most difficult, but one of the harder things I've had to deal with in my mental health journey is creating these habits that will help me in the future. Because sometimes, and this is something that's really helped me, um, sometimes I have to think of what I'm doing in this moment. I have to think, okay, how can I help my future self out the most? What can I do to make my life easier in the future right now in this moment? And this way of thinking has really helped me grow and it's really helped me pick better habits and make better choices in the long run and in the moment because I'm not only thinking of how I feel in this moment, which may lead to a destructive behavior, but I'm thinking of, okay, what will I feel like tomorrow? Well, you know, well, getting really drunk tonight, how will that affect me tomorrow? That's just an example because that's something that I've struggled with is like, you know, substance abuse. Sometimes it would feel really good to drink like get super drunk or use drugs instead of actually feeling your feelings. And I've definitely used alcohol and drugs to numb my feelings before. And that's led me to a, some really dark places. So I'm not saying you shouldn't drink. I'm just saying you need to be aware of how these things will affect you long term and how they'll affect you the next day. Even if you break it down to like a simple, okay, If I drink a lot now, if I get super drunk, how is this going to affect me tomorrow? I just use that example because that's something that I've dealt with this past week. (laughs) So I think things, it can be really hard to stick to a routine. And especially when you're going through a crisis or when you're having a hard time. But sometimes the routine and being on a schedule is what is going to make you feel much better. Because I just know when I've been depressed, the the thing I can rely on is my routine. And it kind of helps me gain a sense of normalcy and it helps me feel like, okay, well, my life is still moving. I may feel as if I'm in a standstill and as if I am never going to feel, <clears throat> never going to feel good again. But no matter what, my life is moving forward and I'm taking steps in the right direction. So that's why I think routines are something that can be very beneficial And they can really help you in the long run. And that is something that has really helped me. And I think it can be really helpful to you. So I wanted to close with one last tip. And this tip is the importance of maintaining balance. So this kind of goes along with the routine factor. I think sometimes, especially with mental illness, it can be really easy to get thrown off balance. And sometimes that's through no fault of our own. It's simply because maybe we're on the wrong medication and it's making it's making us feel worse. It's making us feel less in our body and more out of it. I've struggled with some dissociation before in a mild form, like I just feel out of my body. I feel like time is moving in a weird way. I don't know how to describe it because I actually haven't talked about it a lot, but sometimes it's really hard. When you feel out of your body, it can be hard to maintain balance because you just feel like nothing is real. And that is something that has been really hard to deal with. 
Um, So I think a way to remedy that is by finding things that help you feel balanced. For me, what helps me feel balanced, especially when I'm experiencing mild dissociation, is when I can sit down for 10 minutes and do a mindfulness meditation or a guided meditation. It depends. Sometimes, you know, it doesn't matter, but meditation and mindfulness have really helped me feel more grounded, more in my body, more balanced and more at peace and focused. Um, So I really recommend finding a meditation that works for you. I mean, sometimes I have a playlist on YouTube. I just go do the same ones. Every morning I'll do my morning meditation. Every evening I'll do my mindfulness. And this has really helped me feel more in my body. Um, Another thing that can help you maintain balance is finding an exercise routine or a workout or a, you know, an exercise practice that works really well for you. Exercise really boosts your serotonin levels. It boosts your feel-good hormones and it can really help with depression or mania. And I say mania, I'm saying hypomania actually, because sometimes when you have all that pent-up energy and aggression and all these feelings, it can be really good to have an outlet where you're physically doing something. This can release good hormones, it can release cortisol or like you know, stop cortisol. I don't know. I'm not a psycho. I'm not a doctor, but um, <laughs> it can help you feel a lot better. And I know for me, it's been hard to find the right workout. Sometimes I just don't feel like doing anything. But honestly, just going on a walk, having a mindfulness walk where I'm walking, I'm noticing everything around me. I'm looking at all the sights. I'm smelling the smells. I'm listening to my favorite song songs, and I'm just enjoying being in nature. Nature is a very healing thing, and I'm going to get a little spiritual, but nature can be, it has a very peaceful, positive vibration. Sometimes all you need is to go out on the grass, take your shoes off, and just stand on the earth and feel that earth energy vibrate into your whole being. I know it's getting a little woo-woo, guys. Stick with me, but it can be really grounding and peaceful and helpful. Another thing that helps me maintain balance is watching like what I'm eating, what I'm drinking. Um, Lately, I've been drinking a ton of water and it's made me feel a lot better. I just think I, I do drink caffeine. I drink coffee every day. I'm trying to quit, but it's really hard. I think it is addictive for me at least. Um, And it can help me with my depression some. But so I'm drinking coffee every day, but I really try to watch like if I'm drinking too much caffeine. This can be especially important if you struggle with mania, hypomania, because sometimes just one extra cup of coffee can, you know, tilt you over the edge and you can fall or, you know, slide up into mania. And so actually one time I drank two cups of coffee and that caused a manic episode. It didn't happen right away, but it caused me not to sleep for two weeks. And then I had one of the craziest manic episodes of my life. And I say mania, it was mania and psychosis. So I think it's important to watch your caffeine intake and watch your alcohol intake. Watch how, you know, if you're using drugs, just make sure everything is in moderation Because some of these substances that we use can really change the chemistry of our brain. I'm kind of beginning to learn about that with alcohol. It can just change your whole, all your levels. And if you deal with mental illness, this can be kind of detrimental to your mental health. So it's important to watch and to use and, you know, 
and don't abuse, but just use in moderation and be aware of all these things and how it can throw you off balance and get you off track. So those are my last few tips. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Um, I had a fun time and my next episode will be about... I I think I'm doing benefits of having bipolar disorder, so we're going to get into some of the benefits about bipolar disorder and some people who you may not know that had bipolar disorder. So I hope you guys are having a wonderful day, and if you like this episode, please leave a rating and subscribe, and I'll see you in my next one.